0: up brah
1: hey <laughs> hey what's up
0: um you know we're just doing a podcast there's a uh, entire thing of antibacterial between us we have made it through this much of the pandemic still recording this thing
1: yeah i've gotten can't believe it three count them three covid vaccines shot oh, did up you get your booster? i got my booster got my booster last week because I'm traveling uh, to Chicago by the way I'm traveling to Chicago we're going to have to talk about that scheduling wise oh
0: um, well should we just do that right now on the podcast on, on air love, production meeting. I would love to, to see how we do this how it all comes together and we talk about schedule. you would be so much bored than you even think yeah uh, anyway you are listening to a podcast believe it or not yep this is this is this is us now. This is this us is not us.
1: This is not take one. <laughs> this is the only take. Just as every other intro has gone so gloriously off the rails.
0: I'm Corey Kraft.
1: I'm Rachel Morgan,
0: and we're gonna talk about movies.
1: Let's do it. Get ready for a five minute fight.
0: Five minute round one fight. fight. Yeah. Roll up your sleeve, Bizotch.
1: It's a short sleeve shirt, but okay.
0: Roll those little sleeves up. You're about to get cursed. 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 Sure. We are five-minute fighting. Brad, start the clock about the one and only amazing film. Finally, I'm on the I'm on the bright side of this argument. Yeah. The Love Witch.
1: This is not a movie I dislike very strongly. Okay. I just want to clear the air. The Love Witch is a film from the director Anna Biller, I believe. That's
0: correct. Anna, um, let, me just, let me just interject you the, already. You set the scene
1: since you love this movie. Well,
0: I'm just going to tell you right now. Written, edited, directed, produced, scored by Annabelle. Okay,
1: that's impressive.
0: That's impressive. Uh, this film is from 2016. Is I this believe. a
1: Sidewalk alum?
0: It is indeed a Sidewalk alum. This film played at the Alabama Theater and looked glorious on the screen there. Yeah. And so I don't want to burn up too much time giving giving backstory about this film, but it is a beautiful sort of modern era, but but. Reflects the 1960s story about a woman who is indeed a love witch and who um, is is a sort of horror comedy style piece. Um, And yeah, things don't go so well for the men that fall in love with her.
1: Sure. It's in the style of of a 60s sort of psychedelic freak out, low budget sort of horror Mm -hmm. thing. Almost like a Russ Meyer thing.
0: It has, it has very clearly some, some thumbprints of Russ Meyer uh, influence on it and along with many other things too. I would even say, you know, maybe even some 60s TV influences there as well. It is, it is an interesting and very, uh, referential film in a lot of ways, but it is hyper feminist. Uh huh. Um, yeah, why don't you like it? I'm actually shocked when yeah. I said, what should we fight about? I'm shocked that this even came up.
1: So I checked I checked my letterbox rating of this. and I, I, I gave it the little heart when I saw this back in 2016. Okay. Um, but I, I have to admit that uh, I don't think that the Love Witch – the Love Witch got a little tedious for me. The Love oh. Witch did not offer me much beyond – The, the, the clear references that it's sending out and, and sort of the style, which admittedly is impressive. I dig that style. I don't know that I dug the style for the duration of this feature film. I think it got a little old for me. I think it got a little, I got a little monotonous for me as it went on.
0: I think it's completely committed. And I think it certainly
1: that. is. I, I I would never dispute that. And I, I think that there is a lo- there are a lot of admirable elements to this, including the lead performance from Samantha Robinson, who goes all in on the sort of uh campiness and and psychedelic nature of, of what's going on here but for me it just didn't sustain itself for the duration of the runtime i think this wow. could have been a killer short
0: oh no um
1: but but at a feature length it just doesn't do it for me
0: and i mean anna biller here spends a decade or so collecting props and, dealing uh, in, and well when you put it like that i feel like just, a shithead it, for saying an, a, that well, like You know
1: (laughs) if the shoe fits, right?
0: Also, I what I where I am so blown away sometimes by where you're coming from is like it's okay for a Bond film just to be pure action and not a whole lot to it. So why can't this just be a stylish piece? And I mean in addition to that, it isn't just that. It it is it, it you know, a lot of what she, her, she was inspired by was she was sort of picked up and was reading some self-help books and right. from specifically help books, self-help books. I don't know why that's hard for me. Maybe I need to read one um, from the 1960s. And they were all about how you need to love, you need, you need to love a man less than he loves you, right? Is the advice in these self-help books. And sure. The, she started finding a connection between that and, and, and romance films just as, as a genre. Uh, and she really wanted to sort of plug into that. And so it is a play on that. That kind of narrative that is woven throughout history, cinematically, yeah. and in and the world of, of of the sort of self the, the self help genre. But in addition to that, it sort of you know puts a little edge on it, and it feels extreme. I mean, it is an extremely feminist film. She's sure, she's yeah. acknowledged that, no question. It, it reads as such. So you know, it's there is more to it than just a style piece. Even though I think it could just be a style piece, and I would still be hypnotized.
1: I was hypnotized up to a point. That's all I can say. And and this is not a movie that I've revisited. I saw it once five years ago. I don't think I saw it at Sidewalk even. I might have seen it before the festival. I don't remember when I saw it, actually. Um, And I was impressed by a lot of it. And it just has not lingered or lasted beyond its influences. Um, And I, you know, I don't know why that is, um, because as you will no doubt point out, there are plenty of films that can skate by with me. Oh, yeah. Just based on their influences. pretty sure
0: ones that we've thought about on this podcast. Yeah.
1: um, You know, this this has and I think you're probably going to hate this. um, But this has more in common with like a a Quentin Tarantino thing as far as sustaining or or mixing up a, a lot of disparate influences into something relatively new and postmodern to the degree that you know tarantino is a big fan of this film and cast samantha robinson in once upon a time in hollywood in a small role
0: i would say this is less of a blender than tarantino this is less of of a blender
1: um yeah i just i don't know this movie just doesn't do it for me um but we're out of time on this fight
0: Mm. sam
1: sam is like what's the love witch
0: (laughs) well then he'll have to base it on the fight itself
1: I love the Love Witch. Okay. Yeah. There's a magnifying glass in the booth, and it's very fitting for the time period of the Love Witch. It's extremely 1960s. Use it um, to uh, search for clues I'm there. Speak same. into it and doesn't affect anything. Um, okay, so uh, it's okay. The Love Witch is very highly stylized and absolutely committed to that style. Um, but that's not all that there is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just a throwback or homage to that era of film. It's almost like a breakdown of those tropes, among other many things. Um, it's campy on purpose in the best way, without being meaningless. Um, I'm going to say Corey's opinion is wrong here, <laughs> uh, even though um, you get some points, say a thousand for pointing out the uh, Quentin Tarantino um, influence, um, but
0: uh, plus mm. one million points to Rachel here. Yeah. I, I'm going to argue about his points at all on this. Yeah. I really I, am. Also, we love The no, Love of Witch. I, And also, there's what else out there is like this? I, there's was, nothing. Of, look, see, that was part of my love of this is like, I'm so happy this is made. Points for originality,
1: points for vision you know points for the first 45 minutes of it oh boy I, that, I, that's that's all i can say like i i don't know why it grew tedious and slow for me but it did and i just i i couldn't really hang with it past a certain point but well, it, right. i have it has been officially decreed that, that you I'm lost. Wrong. You lost i lost you lost so the i lost so everybody point. everybody listening to this podcast is now required to go watch the love witch and see it for yourself
0: agreed And now, Fast Film Terms. Oh, I've got one and you've got one, too. Yeah,
1: too. Fast Film Terms.
0: Yeah, well, I'll start with mine. Okay. Hey, do you know what a four-banger is? (laughs) Uh,
1: A four-banger? Um, no. Well,
0: you would think it's a porn term, and it probably (laughs) is. It probably is. But we're not here to teach you about pornography. That would not fit with our mission.
1: Uh... We no. are
0: here to teach you about film terms or you know, maybe remind you of some. Um, a four banger is a large four door trailer uh-huh. with dressing rooms. You've probably seen these Have you ever yeah. been, if you've ever been on set or yeah, walked yeah, past yeah. the set. It's got this sort of dressing rooms and there's usually a production office or production room there and a crew bathroom or two. Um, and they just look like a big metal thing with doors. They're they're actually okay. I, whenever I see those, I'm always like allured by them. The same way I'm allured by like what's in the back of a truck. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's what a four banger is.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. What you got? Uh, Light motif.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, let's tell us, so tell us all about
1: it. A leitmotif is a recurring theme within a film. And, and the term leitmotif originally comes from music, right? right. Specifically recurring little uh, segments of themes that, that reoccur throughout a piece. But in a film, um, that's not only, of course, pertaining to the musical score, though, of course – that is a very memorable part of a lot of musical scores.
0: Like your favorite film Like of my all favorite time. film of
1: all time. Jaws, whenever, whenever dun, dun. the shark draws near, dun, dun, you dun, have dun. that leitmotif, that repeating um, segment of John Williams' score. But also, leitmotifs uh, can be repeated images yep. or uh, sounds or words or or – you know, anything else that pops up in a film. Uh, and the example here in this definition, of course, is Rosebud from right. Citizen Kane, which made both of our top 200 lists right. see previous episodes. So, well, yeah, that's cool. a leitmotif.
0: That was a that was a nice, fast film term. It's we we had not done those in a few minutes. Uh, so, well, we yeah. had
1: to go through our 200 favorite films know, of all right? time, so it's been a little while.
0: So, anyway, there you go. Thank you for listening to Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic Skeet Ulrich and Johnny Depp.
1: Okay, I get the connection. What do you get? They're bros.
0: No, I don't really think so.
1: They're not bros. I
0: don't think so. But I can tell you this: Johnny okay. Depp is the uh, or Skeet Ulrich is the poor man's Johnny Depp. Yeah. So you're Skeet Ulrich, on Johnny Depp. But anyway, who has
1: the better career now?
0: Oof, that's a good question. Skeet Ulrich is doing those cameo things, so uh-huh. I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, but Johnny Depp is like <laughs> on his wine island, drinking his domestic abuser, you know. That's true, away. but whose
0: bank account is bigger?
1: At this point, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, cameo does pay a good cameo bill, does
1: though. pay a good bit. You know. Uh, anyway, also, I
0: think neither one of them is a real great this, yeah, choice. Yeah, these, these, so are,
1: these just, aren't admirable this figures. This isn't a good. Well, this I,
0: isn't a good one.
1: Skeet Ulrich. I don't know. He hadn't done anything like terrible.
0: That we know of. Yeah. That we know of.
1: He did murder all those teenagers.
0: Oh, that's right. He did. Um,
1: but he wasn't alone in that. He also that's had true. Matthew Lillard's help. So
0: That's true. Oh, Matthew Lillard. Anyway, thanks to Revelator Coffee. Thanks to Boutwell Studios.
1: Uh, Sidewalk Film uh, is where you can find all information on social media, at Sidewalk Film on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter and sidewalkfest.com is where you can find um, a lot more information, including cinema showtimes.
0: Yep. And uh, I think I'm going to leave right now and get a revelator coffee.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
0: Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.